Welcome to another episode of How to Adult with Travis Walker. Today's episode is all about do I have to leave my hometown to be successful? Do I have to leave my hometown to build the business I've been dreaming about? Do I have to leave my hometown to find the love of my life? My good friend from high school is coming on the show to tell us all of these things, give his perspective on all of these topics because he's doing it. He is in his hometown area and he is building his business. He found the love of his life. He started a family. He has a home in the area. He is doing an amazing thing. And as he says, he's achieving the American dream. And so this is an incredible episode. You're going to want to listen to this. If you are listening to this, y'all, share this on Instagram and Facebook and tag me at HowToAdultTW and I'll make sure that you get a shout out on social media. With all that being said, y'all, let's get into the show and learn how to adult. All right, Kobe Knox, good morning to you and how are you doing? Thanks for being here. I'm doing beautiful, Travis. It's so good to see your face. It's so good to see your face. Oh, it all started in, what was that, sophomore English? I don't even remember the lady's name. I do remember she believed in aliens, though. Word, Miss Bond. Yes, Miss Bond. That's exactly who it is. Uh, Miss Bond. Yes, sir. (laughs) It's where it all started, over at Westbrook Senior High School. Oh, gosh. It's been so long. We'll we'll skip that. Uh, but Colby is coming on the show to talk about a really incredible subject of you do not have to leave your hometown to be successful. And so I think this is a really interesting subject. I obviously did leave my hometown and achieve some type of success. And so I think that we're going to have a really good, really good conversation. But before we get to that, let's give the, the listeners a little bit about you. What part of the world do you live in? How old are you? And then what do you do for work? I am originally from Beaumont, Texas. I live in Silsby, Texas now. Um, I'm 23 years old, about to be 24 in a couple, uh, maybe about a week. And we, we, I am a multimedia specialist for, uh, for BISD. So I mainly concern myself with like marketing, graphic design, video creation, photography, things of that nature. Um, and I own a production company called Knox Media. And so that's what I do in my spare time. Nice. Nice. What does Knox Media produce? What, what kind of, what kind of stuff are you producing over there? It's the, I mean, same concept is what I do for BISD. I mean, really it's, uh, it's just, you need, um, you know, anything from I'll video your wedding to make you a TV commercial uh, or a logo for your small business, you know, and, and everything in between. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. I remember when you got the job at Beaumont ISD and I was like, yes, that was so cool. I was really excited for you. Uh, so to get a, just a baseline for our conversation, I feel like we need to start off with defining what success is. And so I'd like to, to talk to you about what is your definition of success so that we're having the same conversation. That's interesting that you asked that. Um, I think that your definition of success constantly evolves as you get older. I don't think that we ever really, re- we, we reach it in some form, but you never, you never satisfy yourself. I don't think. And, and I think that life would be awfully boring 
if um if we were ever just completely satisfied so for me right now i mean success is doing what i like to do every day when i get up and being able to pay my bills and you know make my family comfortable that's that's success to me i mean i built a little life for myself out here i'm pretty young so you know it's obviously like just being able to take care of my family that's that's my definition of success for somebody who's who's single or you know maybe just has a significant other maybe your definition is different but man when i get those bills paid every month and uh and you know fridge is full and every my success right there and i'm you know accomplishing it while doing what i love that's awesome yeah i i think that that we have very similar very similar definitions of success. Uh, I, I think that for, for young folk, we're doing pretty well in terms of what society says what success is, but we don't care what they say. Uh, let's see what our next question is. Let, there are a ton of articles uh, out there. As I was preparing for this, this episode, I was reading a lot of articles, and all of these articles were talking about the benefits of leaving your hometown to grow and be successful do you agree or do you have a different theory about leaving your hometown and about or about moving away from your hometown so here's my take on that <clears throat> i'll say that um by no, by no means am i knocking the idea of leaving your hometown to pursue other opportunities obviously you know some sometimes i it's not a I don't mean to say this and like use it as like a, a blanket statement. You know, it's there's plenty of situations where moving from your hometown is a completely viable and uh, understandable option. Most wanted to talk to about talk to you about today is like, I don't know being open to the idea of building something versus stepping into a role. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Expand upon it a little bit. <clears throat> I think, um, I think a lot of young people, whenever they get out of college, you know, you're not, you haven't been in the workforce yet. You don't have that experience. And so really like your idea of a your idea of a good position is somewhere where the the goals and expectations have already been pre-established and you can just kind of step in and have someone there to kind of point you in the correct direction because you're right. completely new to this mm -hmm. and so you know having a position that's like completely predefined you know what the expectations are you know you know what you know what success means as it applies to this new role that you've stepped into a lot of for a lot of people you know that's that's comforting to have those like guidelines you know and, and you'll find that in bigger cities you know you have these positions already cut out for people they've already been people that have been in those positions previously and so you know you know what the baseline is you know you have somebody to guide you if you need help and um and you have clear goals and expectations Something that's a little scarier for people our age is stepping into a role and defining what you think that role should be. Maybe there's not 
maybe there's not a guideline. Maybe there's not, you know, there's not a, a foundation already there, you know, for what that role is supposed to be and what it could be. Right. And it's a completely different challenge and a totally reasonable option to enter a, you know, less established and get in there and define like, okay, what do I want my role in this, in this organization to be? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I love those kind of roles. The kind of roles where you just get to step in and and do whatever you want and build from the ground up, I think are some of the best positions that you can take because you learn so much and you, uh, you gain all these skills that are kind of soft skills. You're gaining some hard skills as well, but there's a lot of soft skills in, in stepping into a role and building that from, from the ground up. I think that that's really cool. Is that what your role was with, with BISD or is that, was that a pretty set role? Well, see, that's, <clears throat> I guess I don't want to apply my situation to everyone else's because obviously every job is different, but really, yeah, like that's kind of what happened is I applied for this, this role and the, the job expectations seemed pretty clear cut to me. And, um, and it seemed, uh, you know, it seemed like it fit my description and whenever I got there, you know, I entered a place where they really didn't have a whole lot of experienced help in this particular area that I work in, you know, they were happy to, they were happy to just get somebody to hit record on a camera and just try to document the things going on at BISD and, you know, and record, pardon me, recording, um, you know, important communications and stuff from the executives and from the uh from the superintendent you know they were just happy to have someone to to have a body to hit record and so um when i when i got there i basically took it as like a a blank canvas because i've got a lot of special skills that i've developed over the years you know with photography and video and um and i just got in there and i started learning as much as i could as quickly as i could to tune to the team as high as i could possibly elevate it and i'd say it took me a good year to really get in the zone but you know somebody in my position like they don't need me to to do uh to go to the extent that i do with my work at right my at in my position they don't need that i mean it's not necessary i could get by with a lot less but i choose to go above and beyond with my work yeah because i'm i'm trying to show them something that could that could be does that make sense yeah i think that that's you really know, good it it's like look i know we could get by with this but look but look at look at what we could be and here's why it would be beneficial because i mean we i mean the just wasn't you know it was you know completely lackluster just totally functional and i've right. taken the com- the communications that we do via video you know um and i've turned it into a full movie production and and i and i just did that 
because nobody told me to do that. Right. You know, and nobody told me that they needed that. I decided that. I decided, okay, we're going to push this as far as it'll go. As long as they'll support me, we're going to push it as far as it'll go. And I'm still pushing, you know, I'm still every day trying to figure out ways like, how can we improve this any further? And yeah. so in a lot of ways, you know, I got to kind of define my role once they saw, once they saw what I could do, you know, when they trusted me and they, you know, maybe invested in equipment that I recommended or, um, or saw, you know, okay, he's getting results. They start to trust you. They start to believe in your ability and let you guide them. So I, I think you're spot on in your notion of how do you advance quickly? How do you, how do you uh, get a promotion? How, how do you make more money? Uh, how do you just earn the respect of the people that you work for? And, and I've heard on a podcast several times, uh, if you walk in as an employee and you are taking ownership, if you walk in and take ownership of that role and of that business and act like it's yours, that's a really good way to, to move up and, and make sure that they're going to trust you in, in in the role that you're in. And so I think that you're spot on in, in your approach, and I, I think that you're doing really good things. But just jumping back to our conversation about hometowns, what were the benefits specifically for you to stay in your hometown area? Because uh, I mean, Beaumont and Silsby, they're close, but they're not exactly the same thing. Uh, but what were the benefits for you? Well, <clears throat> I mean, truth be told, you know, it, it was um, at the time, you know, it really wasn't a viable option for me to try and move somewhere else to try to begin a career, because as you know, um, we had my daughter, uh, me and my wife had my daughter in my junior year of college. So, I mean, I was in a total like bum rush to, okay, I got to get this degree. I got to locate some, you know, some reliable housing. Right. And I got to figure out my place in this town. Um, you know, I had to figure out, you know, where, where is my career going to start? Where do I go from here? Because, you know, we just couldn't, we couldn't leave that family support system that was here for us. Right. And I, I mean, and in a lot of ways, you know, even if you're not, you know, trying to raise a child, there's a lot of benefits to being in the place where you have the most connections and the best, mm. the best support system around you, you know, because, <clears throat> you know, it, I mean, Obviously, you know, family, family is a different matter. Family is important for obvious reasons, right. but you know, whenever you move to a new place, you have to establish that whole, uh, that whole connection. Um, you know, you have to establish connections wherever you go. And, you know, when you move to a new place, you may have to start from the ground up again. Right. You know, and, um, and you and, I mean, you and I both know that, you know, connections, that's, uh, that's how you move, move up, you know, in your right. career, or that's how you find a path forward is through connections, through knowing people, you know, because that's, that's everything, you know, having people to vouch for you and that know you and trust you and have seen your work. <clears throat> and so I think that was the big benefit for me is, you know, my dad's a small business owner and, you know, 
anybody will tell you there's not a single per you can walk up to a random person on the street in Beaumont, Texas, and the, the likelihood that they know my father through his business is is pretty is substantial. Right. It's substantial. Um, and so because of that, I also know a lot of people because my dad introduces me to everyone. And so I've got I had a pretty good network going, you know, as far as like who my family knew and who I knew through my freelance work and um, who I knew through college. You know, you've still got that support network of, you know, college professors and people that you met in college who live here in the community and work professionally. You know, you've got that advantage. Right. And so I think that was the big benefit for me. Um, you know, funny, funny story. Our high school principal, Randall Maxwell. Oh, good gosh. <laughs> is one of the only people that wrote me a recommendation letter for this, uh, this job that I'm in. Wow. And he was also uh, my uh, elementary school principal. But that's just an example of like, you know, the benefit. <clears throat> and I, I reached out to him. You know, he's been a good family friend for a long time. And obviously we know him through school. And I was like, Mr. Maxwell, would you consider writing me a recommendation letter? And he did it without hesitation. And so yeah. that's just, uh, you know, that's just a perfect example. You know, why it's important to have a good, a, a good network. Yeah, that's incredible. And just adding on to that, uh, Randy Maxwell is one of my dad's uh, good friends from from high school. Uh, and so it, you know, just hometown connections, making this arg argument of hometown connections, I, I think that's really strong. And, and when I moved away, you know, I, I definitely felt that uh, of I've got to restart, and I I feel like I had to work harder to make those connections uh, in, in a new area. And and I ended up doing that just fine. But but it definitely we had to work harder. And, and I think that we, you know. We may have a cop out, me and my wife, because we're living in an outskirt of her hometown. And so I'm not living in my hometown, but we're living in my wife's hometown. And so maybe we're maybe we hit a cheat code there. Uh, but that that's spot on in 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 your uh, your your thought process there. So why do you think people feel like they have to leave their hometown to be successful? So many people, so many articles that I read said, you have to move away from your hometown to be successful and grow. Why do people feel that way? That's a good question. <clears throat> I, would, I would say that um, the answer to that question is multifaceted. Um, you know, there's layers to that. I think part of it is stigma i think yeah i think a lot of it is a preconception a preconceived idea that um somehow if you had a choice about where you if some if you had a choice you know you could take your pick where you wanted to end up it wouldn't be where you are right now Hmm. And I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. You know, they, they think that they belong somewhere else, or if they could, if they could have made the choice themselves, they would have, um, you know, they would have been in an Austin or a Dallas or, yeah. you know, a Houston. 
Um, but I'm here to tell you, Beaumont, Texas is a good place to be. Right. It's a beautiful place to be. And um, I think, you know, I also think that it's maybe a, it's not understanding, <clears throat> not understanding the job market, Ooh, where you're, where you're from, mm -hmm. you know, because um, obviously, you know, it's great whenever you can hop on Glassdoor or LinkedIn and search positions in my area and a hundred come up with the exact job title that you're looking for right obviously that's a very comforting thing like oh i've got options and it's a disheartening thing when you get out of college and you're you're on these you know networking websites trying to figure out where you belong and nothing's coming up in your area you're searching for what you're looking for and you're not being shown what you want to find um right you know uh and i'm not gonna say that i wasn't you know it, it didn't make me nervous whenever I got out of college and I was like, wow, uh, my options are limited here, you know, mm -hmm. but it's the difference between having it served up to you. It, it goes, it circles back to what I was saying is it's about building something versus walking in the door and having something handed to you. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's the difference between building something and just having the torch passed to you. And right. a lot of people want to have the torch passed to them. And, and the idea of building something is maybe a little bit um, intimidating, or it seems like maybe it's not possible, or they right. won't, or you won't be able to reach, um, reach all of your goals if you have to start building something from the ground up. Um, but I think it's, a, I think it's a lot of that. I mean, I think it's, I mean, I think it, it comes with a certain level of anxiety, um, right. you know, knowing that there's not somewhere in your hometown where, you know, somebody's ready to pass you the torch. Right. And I think that gives people like a new city, I guess it, it feels like possibilities, you know, it feels that way. It, yeah. it, it feels like possibilities. It feels like your hometown is the comfortable familiar and a new place is possibilities but i'm here to tell you there's a lot more to be discovered about the opportunities in your hometown than you're um than you probably realize and you know and it takes more work it takes digging and it's like you have to have motivation to be to stay in the place that you want to be i'm not saying it's right for everybody right but if you have motivation to stay where you are don't get peer pressured into picking up and moving right don't feel right. don't feel like you're out of options and that you have to move to go chase your dreams you know what i'm saying right. 
Right. Because you can build it. And, and so, but you're asking me to be motivated, Colby? You're asking me to work hard? Ugh, that sounds terrible. God forbid. <laughs> I know. I know it. Oh, my gosh. So you mentioned this word stigma, which is what I, one of the things that I wanted to talk about. And so I'm going to jump a little bit and ask you, what's the biggest challenge about staying in your hometown? And is there any stigma, which you've mentioned this stigma, that you have had to overcome with staying in your hometown area? Oh, give me a second on that one. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to try to talk in, in blanket terminology. Yeah. I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to give you this answer as it relates to me. Um, cause I do have a, like a very oddly specific, uh, career. And so my answer may not apply to everybody, but I guess my, my challenge that I probably had to overcome working in the field that I do producing, yeah. uh, producing videos and, you know, content is, this is more this more so applies to a, a lot of creative positions just period whenever you're a professional that is also a creative your your job is a creative position i think a lot of times the small town mindset has kind of a negative effect on people's willingness to uh invest in you and 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 trust in the work that you do um, because they haven't been exposed to people who work in these creative industries that operate on a high level. They're, they're used to your out of high school, college kids, you know, working as maybe like a hobbyist, you know, like the guy that'll shoot your senior photos for $75 wow. or, um, or somebody you know, who makes videos for fun and, um, and, and maybe, right. you know, you would consider letting them take a whack at like making you something for your small businesses, uh, social media page or something like that. You know, it's like people almost have this concept that, you know, I feel like unless you can really prove yourself and you have a portfolio, um, people are less likely to look at you as a legitimate professional whenever you do creative work in a small town it they don't treat you the same as other types of professionals i mean you you really got you really got to earn your spot you got to show them what you can do and you got to get results because um people are hesitant to when right Whenever, whenever somebody approaches you with an idea, uh, and and you and you go to quote them, you get a lot of um, right. Let me get back to you. I can see that. You get a lot of let me get back to you, and it's like you don't understand. If you went to Houston to try to pay someone to do what I'm doing for you right now on the level that I'm doing it. There's, uh, I mean, you might, you might think that my, my quotes intimidating, go oh, to the professional yeah. in Houston, go to, go to the professional in Houston and see what they say, ask them for the same thing and tell me what they say. 
because I guarantee you it's going to be a whole lot scarier than what I'm proposing. Right. Right. Oh, the creative industry is so interesting. And I have a lot of friends in the creative industry. And so I can definitely see being in a, a, a smaller town. Beaumont is not really small. I mean, but in a smaller town, people not really understanding the value of, of these things. Whereas if you're in the Austin area, like I am, that there's huge media agencies that, that will charge, you know, thousands of dollars. Uh, and so I, I can see that there being an additional challenge if you're in one of these smaller towns and want to be a creative professional that you have to work a little bit harder. How have you done that? How, how have you uh, opened people's eyes into, you know, I, I'm, I'm providing you a high level product for, for not really a, a high level price. How did, how have you opened people's eyes? Do stuff for free. Interesting. Not the response do, I was thinking. Do stuff for free. And, um, and I mean, a lot of, um, I think a lot of people, especially in photography and video, um, I can't speak for the other industries, but especially for photography and video, when you want to make connections, establish yourself, um, get people to trust you, do stuff without asking mm. or reach out to people. Don't, don't reach out to people and say, Hey, uh, I'd like to make you a commercial for $500. Don't say that. No. Say, Hey, I would like to make you a commercial. Can I, you know, can I show you what I can do? Find something, you know, find something that interests you and reach out, look for something attainable, reach out to a small business on Facebook, you know, uh, reach out to someone who's maybe. <clears throat> maybe needs help creating, you know, maybe they're already working in a creative field or working on something creative, but you have a different skill set and maybe you can add to what they're doing. Right. Reach out, reach out to them, show up places and, and do stuff without asking and then show people after. I can't tell you the number of times that I've shown up to events and just happened to have my camera with me, shoot some stuff, make a, a, make a, a two minute edit and uh, send them 20 photos and look and be like, Hey, uh, I just made this stuff, you know, and you're welcome to have it. Um, I own a media production company, you know, get in touch with me sometime if you need anything and just give it to them. Wow. Wow. And, um, and that is how you show people goodwill. And that's how you get people to trust you and believe in you. And also, you know, let you, uh, you know, that's how you get people to give you a shot. Yeah. Yeah. I um, like that. But, but, okay. But caveat to that, you got to draw boundaries. Ooh. How have, you have to draw boundaries. How have you drawn boundaries? Well, um, I would say, <clears throat> I would say whenever I do stuff for free, uh, I don't do stuff for free more than once. Right. You're not going to, you're not going to catch me going to the same organization or the same client and showing up again to do something for free the second time. Right. You're not going to find, you're not going to find me doing that after I do it the first time I'll get in touch with the person, you know, and I'll say, Hey, um, I'm Colby Knox. I made this stuff for you. 
uh, you're welcome to have it. I own a production company. You know, um, if you never ever need anything in the future, uh, get in touch with me, and we can we can I'll quote you, or we can talk pricing. Yeah. Let let people know I I'm a professional, and I had the intent to charge mm -hmm. you at some point in the future, but that's completely up to you. Right. That's complete. That's completely up to you. It's on the table. You don't have to take it or leave it. That's fine. You're not going to hurt my feelings, but, um, but next time, you know, let's, let's talk, let's talk details. Let me show you a price sheet Yeah. or, or something. Let's create it next time. I, <clears throat> I like that. You're changing my whole perspective on outreach. And, and so that I, I'm learning a lot here and it, it, it feels like, it feels like I'm walking through Parkdale mall, if that's still a thing. And, and they're offering me a sample at, at Chick-fil-A or something. And that's what you're doing. You're offering a sample of your work so that I'll come in and I'll buy your chicken sandwich. And so you got to hustle. You got to hustle. Yeah, that's really good. That's, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, people, people like to use the word hustle a lot, but I mean, I think that's a, that's a very, um, honest and true definition of hustling. You're the man on the street. Like, you are on the streets, making contacts with people, you know, pushing your brand and pushing yourself as a professional, and you're making contact with the community. You're taking, you're, you're, you're playing on the offensive right. versus the defensive. And that's what you got to do. Like, that's what you have to do in a town like this. You have to be on offense. You have to be the one that makes the effort you can't wait for people Oof. you have to make you have to make the effort so good so good if we're if we're not learning anything we're learning how to be a hard worker from you because you're just out here grinding and you are you know people i think i think you're right i think hustle is a buzzword that people overuse and, and under under uh deliver on what that word means and i think that you are an example of what hustling what grinding actually means and you're actually doing the work and so that's really impressive. Uh, but jumping back in, into our conversation, have you ever thought that, you know, maybe I need to leave the area or, or maybe I need to go somewhere else to to uh, move my, my business, move my life forward? Or has that never even been a thought in your mind because you, you're just grinding with all the connections, with all the, the things that you've got going on, you are just set in, in what you're doing in your hometown area? Oh no. I mean, I definitely, you know, it, if I was, if I was set on staying here, um, it's like being closed minded in the opposite direction. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm open to possibilities and that's, and that's what you have to, that's what you have to be. There's some people who feel like they can't succeed in a small town. And so they choose to move, um, you know, that's an that's an example of one type of you know closed-mindedness but me saying oh i don't need to move to the big town i'm going to stay right here and i'm going to do it the way that i want to do it that's also uh, that's also a, a different take on that same type of closed-mindedness wow. i'm open i'm open um but i i'm not going to consider it until i see until i see it hindering me yeah and and so far it's not hindering me and um and if i ever grow past the point where you know maybe i need to start thinking about it maybe that's a conversation that you know can be had with my family but for for now and the foreseeable future 
I don't see a need. And, and I'm just, I'm really playing it by ear. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. I, I think that, that that's really good in in seeing the different sides of you can be closed-minded in both directions and so i think that's a really good point and i don't think it just applies to that question that i just asked you i think that any question that you're asking yourself as an individual you should know that there's closed-minded on one side and there's closed-minded on on the other and you need to find somewhere in the middle to make this actual decision that that matters uh, and so I think that that's really something that I'm going to be taking away from what you're saying here. That's really good. I think, I think that, you know, the, the problem is holding on too tightly to whatever preconceptions that you have. Mm. Don't hold on to whatever preconceptions that you have too tightly. Always be ready to be wrong. Mm. Always be ready to be wrong. Or honestly, assume, assume you could be wrong. I like that. Assume there's a, there's a lot, there, assume that the, that there's in all likelihood, you could be wrong about whatever, whatever you feel uh, convicted about. Yeah. Like, uh, I got to move. This is what I got to do. This is the only way that I'm going to succeed. That, well, that's conviction. Right. But, but don't hold on too tightly to it. Conviction is important in a lot of facets of life, but, um, but assuming that there's something that you probably don't know is one of the best ways to walk through life. Don't walk through life. Like you understand what's going on around you. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole, don't walk. That's the whole point of this. Don't walk through life like that. Yeah. I I completely agree. That's the whole point of this podcast. I don't know how to adult. (laughs) Like, that's not the point of this. The point of this is for me to learn how to adult and also help other people learn how to adult. Uh, the ass- we're all, we're all figuring it out as we walk through life. Man. That's- we're, we're all, we're all figuring it out on the fly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with, with what you're talking about here. And, and so I want to jump back to, to something that you said earlier, which was doing work for free, uh, as a small business owner. And I, I, I think that's really interesting. Um, because you know, I'm, I'm producing this content for free and I think content creators out there don't know the, the line between I'm going to produce this content for free and I'm producing something valuable that needs to be charged that I need to charge people for. And so uh, how do you, how do you walk that line of I'm producing something valuable and I, I I need to, I need to build my portfolio so that people will take me seriously. Where, how, how do you draw that line in the early stages and how has that progressed through producing this, this, this company that is uh, pretty, pretty impressive? A lot of it has to do with how you feel about yourself, Mm. how you view yourself as a professional. Um, you know, I, you can talk the talk, but you have to walk the walk too. Right. And what I mean by that is, you know, when you go and do something for free and you tell them, you know, hey, you know, get in touch with me if you ever need anything. Um, I can uh, I can show you a price sheet or we or I can quote you on a project. Um, that's talking the talk. Right. You're you're showing them. I, I get paid to do this and I, I could, I could do this for you if you, you know, if you want. Um, but walking the walk means whenever they try to lowball you 
and undersell you and um and, and and treat you like less than what you're worth you have to actually stand by that Ooh. you have to actually i mean because some people like i always had the problem where you know it's like i would quote someone and they would seem um reluctant and my first instinct is go lower go lower oh wow get the job go lower and so you it turns into this thing where it's like you're trying to knock you know you're trying to knock down the price to secure the work but at the same time you're diminishing your own trust in yourself you're like you're you're telling yourself and the people around you i think i think this is what i'm worth yeah i i don't think if they don't want to pay that i think this is i think this is a number that i'm worth and and by um you know you you are in a passive way showing people that you're not worth as much as you think you are yeah it's a passive it's a passive way i mean you know you it takes uh it takes some guts to be like hey that's fine i understand um if you if you want to talk any further about it just well, let me know and i'll be here for you yeah and there's an opportunity uh, i'm not and i'm not saying you can't negotiate right but you know it's like you have to be ready to um you have to be ready to approach other people like you know your worth right you have to be prepared to do that and that's a learning that's a learning curve you know right absolutely uh it feels uncomfortable sometimes to um to you know walk around and you know let people know like i I understand my worth yeah you know it maybe feels pompous or like you're overconfident or or something but in reality you know that's just you trusting yourself yeah and i think that goes to the conversation of self-love and and self and self-trust and and self-worth all of these things go together and you have to be able to trust yourself to know your worth and to 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 love yourself, right? If you don't trust yourself, those two things, other two things, can't happen, right? If I say I'm gonna work, wake up in the morning at six a.m. and work out before work, and I don't do it, well, I just broke that trust with myself. And so, how am I gonna know my self worth? How am I gonna trust myself if I can't even do what I'm gonna say that I'm gonna do for my own myself? And then I can't go to other people and assume that they're gonna trust me because I I don't trust myself. And so I think that that you're you're on the you're you're saying some really good stuff here. Anything else to add on that? Um, I'll just say you know like you have to you have to exude confidence in your work. Mm. You have it has to be outwardly visible. I mean, you have to command the room. It, this is a stupid analogy, but it's like clients are kind of like horses, dude. They can sense whenever you they can sense that something's wrong oh yeah they can you know what i'm saying they can feel it they can they can feel your um your your hesitancy or maybe uh your distrust of yourself or maybe the situation when you command a situation and you say this is you know this is what i can do for you this is uh 
this is a number I'm comfortable with and you stand firm and you treat you, you know, you hold yourself, you know, hold your head high. Uh, people can, people can feel that. Right. They know. Yeah. And, uh, and it's a very important to exude that kind of confidence in yourself, you know, because that's how, that's how you get other people to have that same confidence in you. You, if you want people to believe what you're saying, you got to believe it first. Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. You, you actually, you actually have to believe what you are saying. Well, with that being said, I'm the best podcaster that ever lived. And uh, if you want to put an ad in this show, email me travwalk on travwalk one two three at gmail dot com. There's the confidence that Colby's talking about. Manifest that. Manifest that, Travis. Oh my gosh! I think we just did something there. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Let's see. Uh, so I want to talk about, but I, I just want to poke a hole in people's arguments and, and say, I want you to flex as much as you can right now. What have you been able to accomplish in your life as a young adult with staying in your hometown area? What have you been able to accomplish? Tell me. Is this where I'm supposed to brag a little? I, Am I supposed to brag a little? I want you to brag as much as you can. Yes. <laughs> Okay, sweet. Um, well, I got, um, I'm like not like physically prepared to like brag on myself. <laughs> I'm like trying to work myself up to it. You're too humble. Um, <clears throat> uh, I have established a production company with a wide variety of clientele all the way from bands with record deals to nonprofit organizations to private clients uh looking for you know a variety of uh different services like you know whether it be family photos or wedding videography or or anything of that nature i mean I've not only have I been working with private clients, but I've, I've made my way into uh, some connections with bigger organizations. You know, I actually, uh, I actually just uh, sent off my first commercial as Knox media wow. to, uh, to the television station actually for a client. Um, I, I've done TV commercials before as, you know, uh, in a professional capacity for BISD. Right. Uh, but I actually, I actually sent my first commercial, uh, done completely freelance to 12 news yesterday. Um, so that's sick. That's incredible. Um, and I've got a, you know, I've got a beautiful place out in, uh, Sosby, Texas. I got a, I got a house that, that I own on a nice piece of property. Right uh, on the, on the water in Silsby, Texas. Um, I got out of my 2003 Silverado <laughs> and, uh, and, and put myself, put myself in a nice new car. Wife's got a nice new car. Uh, baby girl's taken care of, you know, she's got all the toys that she could possibly ask for. Um, you know, we, I, I feel like, I feel like, in the last year, I've really achieved that level of self-sufficiency that some people 
kind of, it's like you get one foot out of the door of your parents' house. Um, and not ever, not everybody makes it all the way out. Right. You know, in a, uh, in a timely manner, you know, it's like you still, some people care, still carry those ties to their parents. I can, I can wholeheartedly say that I am completely self-sufficient now, mm. you know? Right. And, and it also means something different whenever you have a, a wife, a child. Right. I mean, it's different. You know, you, you got, I mean, we're talking health insurance, car insurance, right. doctor's visits, you know, um, you know, making sure the little one has, you know, nice new clothes and, and toys and everybody's fed well. And, you know, and we've got safe, nice, reliable cars, all, all that stuff, dude. Yeah. I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I got the American dream out here, man. I got, I got reliable, I got reliable cars. You know, I got a, a, a warm place to sleep. Right. I got bills, bills paid, families taken care of, man. And I'm, I'm doing the work that I love to do. So, you know, that's, that is my crowning achievement, man. I went from a scared college kid who was about to have his first child, you know, to uh, not, you know, have no clue what I was going to do. No direction. Yeah. Um, you know, working manual labor, working, you know, 12, you know, 12 hour days. Yeah. You know, feeding a newborn, trying to get through college to. You know, I've got an established career, dude. I've got an established, uh, established production company. You know, with a, uh, with, you know, some a, a couple big time clients. I've got the stable job at BISD, and you know, and I'm, I'm living in the beautiful countryside. Yeah. In a in a, you know, in a place that's you know, it's not it's not luxurious, but man, it sure feels like home. That's good. You know, that's all you need, and that's. That's, you know, uh, that's all I could ask for. Man. Yeah, that's all I could ask for. And so it's, uh, you know, and we're still we're still building. But, you know, I feel like for 23, I uh, I feel like you said earlier, I feel like you felt like you hit the cheat code. And I was like, sometimes I feel like I hit the cheat code. Yeah. You know, Sam, I was like, I'm just, you know, I'm sometimes I'm just in awe of the the life that we've established out here you know that's incredible i've established myself man i've i've put i've put down my roots and uh and it feels good that's incredible good that's incredible and so something we didn't spend a whole lot of time about uh, and we'll we'll spend a little bit of time on this before we get into the closing questions but something we didn't spend hardly any time about was people think that they can't find the love of their life in the hometown because they've gone to school with these people for 18 years and you found you found the love of your life in your hometown, and you've had had your first child. And so, what what do you say to those people that say, "I have to move away because my the love of my life is out there. There's no way the love of my life is where I grew up. There's there's absolutely no way." How how do you respond to that? Man, who we could we could really do a whole other podcast <laughs> about that because I'll I'll give you some insight on that. Um, I think that the young person's uh the young person's point of view of what a relationship should be and what love should be and what um you know what they're looking for is it's skewed yeah it's it's heavily skewed uh you know 
the young person's idea these days of what um you know what a relationship means and what a relationship should be how do i i'm trying to think of a way to describe this you know my opinion my opinion on that is <clears throat> you may not find sure maybe okay let me let me give you an example like maybe you could go to austin and you'll find that like perfect like mm. creative like extroverted like interesting right. smart intelligent girl that you've been looking for maybe maybe you will find that <clears throat> but but love is not created by uh hitting check boxes you know what i'm saying like checking checking off qualities on a list that's that's not how you find love by deciding what your idea of the perfect partner is and going out hunting down right person sure i mean obviously you probably will have to go to a larger city if you've got this uh if right. you've got this running list in your head of qualities you want to see in the person that you want to love right. obviously you're going to have to go do some searching because you know that makes it pretty difficult to um to you know to find somebody and not be disappointed mm. because you're setting yourself up to be disappointed because no person is going to check all your boxes no person is going to check all your boxes and nobody's going to fit into your perfect mold it's about this this circles back to the idea of walking into a role versus building right. something when you're in a small town when you're in your hometown you have to you have to you may not find the like this idealistic like partner that you're looking for it's just a i mean it's really just kind of wishful thinking man wow you got to be ready to build something small town is about connections and in the same way you know relate relationships in a small town it's about it's about connecting with right. someone and um and fostering a relationship building a relationship with somebody versus like just walking into something that's just you know cookie cutter and perfect for you you know and it, and relationships like that that right. are cookie cutter and perfect they don't last dude you don't you don't you don't marry somebody and you know live happily ever after by writing up a list of qualities that you want seeing another person and then going out and finding that because i guarantee you you don't know what you need i guarantee you you have no idea what you need it'll find you but you have to you have to be ready to to build with somebody and and that that's exactly how uh you know it's exactly how i feel about my relationship is you know i have we have built something great together um yeah. we have you know find somebody that you can build with find someone if this is all about uh, our 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 buzzword today is build find somebody find somebody who you can build with build build your perfect career build your perfect career build your perfect relationship build your perfect life don't wait for somebody to hand it to you 
Wow, Kobe is dropping knowledge. Uh, well, definitely big big shout out to Taylor. Big shout out to your incredible daughter. I, I can see that they drive everything that you do, and I think that that's incredible. Yeah, I yeah, I just want to give my wife a shout out real quick. Shout out Taylor. I love you. She's asleep I love in it. the background. I love. <laughs> it. I love it. That's awesome. Well, before we get into the closing questions, I, I know you wanted to you, you, before the show. You said you had some specific insight uh, on on this subject. Did you get to share it, or is there anything else that you want to share? Uh, on this subject before we get into the closing questions of the show. Um, I think I'm all dried up on this yeah. topic. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's one. go. What's your final piece of advice uh, for those people that are young adults and in their hometown? What's your final piece of advice for those people? I would say I heard this the other day and I think we've all heard it before, but you know, I think it, I think I, I looked at it and um, it made me look at it in a different way, the way that it was phrased, but um, don't, don't pretend. No, no, not don't pretend. Um, man, take opportunities when they're presented to you. Don't, don't feel like you're better than any opportunity that's being offered mm. to you pursue pursue something that um don't just pursue the great things pursue all things pursue opportunities so as they present themselves expose yourself to new people and new things and new skills and you know it's like you can work hard all you want but a lot of success starts with you know, where your, where your goals lie, you know, it's like, if, if hard work is you moving forward in any given direction, goal setting is the compass. It's like, you can run as fast as you want in any given direction. There's no guarantee that it's the right direction. There's no guarantee. And how do you figure out what is the right, right direction? You try things you try things you you uh you take risks yeah. you explore new opportunities um and and let you know if you pursue something and it's not headed in the direction that you thought or where you would like to go well guess what you just you just helped yourself figure out you're you're this much closer to determining determining what is the correct direction it's like you can you can pursue something and it can fail and you're this much closer to determining what is the right way to do this what is the right direction to head in so you know run man pick a direction and run don't don't walk I need to hear that too. So that's really good. And so as a young adult Colby, what is something that you are still working on or trying to figure out? Dude, uh, long-term financial security. Wow. Okay. Long-term financial security. What does that look like? Man, that looks like, um, you know, this is, but it's the ability to look forward to the future and, um, and make decisions that we're so used to making decisions that impact or benefit us in the present moment right 
And, and I think it's the skill that you gain as you get older to make decisions that don't necessarily pay off in the moment. Yeah. Um, and they may not pay off for a long time, but, um, you know, mm-hmm. something that I still am working on every day. I mean, right. I try to, I try to remind myself to take it slow. You know, it's like, okay, man, like you've done a lot in the last two years. Let's maybe not stress over the details. Okay. Like I have to tell myself that a lot. Let's not stress so much over the details yet. You just got here. You got a long way right. to go. But it's something that I try to impress upon myself. It's like, you know, okay, we've got the present moment handled. We know, we know what the day-to-day is, but what does the future look like and how do I prepare for it? And I think that having that level of uh, foresight is hard for young people. It's not right. something, it's something, it's something that you learn. You, you can't just, you can't just explain to someone how to sure. be that way. You, you learn not being prepared. You know, I think as an adult, that's got to be prepared for things to come, to not be blindsided by stuff. You know, that's part of becoming an adult. And, um, and you have to, you have to screw some stuff up, like, you know, experience some situations where you weren't prepared. You yeah. didn't put enough forethought into to what, how you prepared for it. And it maybe didn't work out so great. It's like, you have to fail a little bit here and there to really impress upon yourself. Like, okay, I need to have plans and, um, and safety nets in place for, you know, long-term stability. You know, when thing when life really starts to throw you for a loop or, um, or, you know, unexpected things right. happen, you have to be prepared. And, uh, and it's, that's something that I'm still, I'm still learning. And I don't know what, I don't know what my, uh, but I do know that I'm, I want to be, uh, I want to be uh, prepared for it, whatever it is. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So last question of the show, where can people learn more about you and your business? Where can I go find that information? Uh, Check me out on YouTube, Knox Media on YouTube. Check me out on Facebook, uh, Colby Knox Media, um, or just Knox Media. You'll see my, you'll see my face, Colby Knox. Yes. Um, right there on the front. Uh, you can check out my work. I do. I put. Uh, check me out on Instagram too. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I've really been slacking on the Knox Media Instagram page, but check out my personal account because I've been pro- posting tons and tons of cool photography content. Mostly just for yeah. mostly just for fun, um, but you know it overlaps directly with my my work with Knox Media. I mean, a lot of a lot of the lines are blurred uh, between like my personal work and my professional work. You know, right. when it when it comes to the stuff that I do. Um, so, uh, C O L B period Y Colby on Instagram. Check me out. Nice. Um, but go visit my Facebook page smash that like button uh check out check out some of the stuff that i made i got tons of cool videos uh you can check out cool photography um you know you don't have to get on my facebook page just to uh 
a lot of a lot of it is just enjoyable to look at. I got a lot of cool stuff yeah. to you know to sort through. Um, so you know, if you're ever bored, you want to take a look at some of my work. Um, oh, my demo reel is out on YouTube now. Go check yeah. it out. Uh, all all my work from the past uh, year uh, turned into a compilation. Um, not uh, 21, 22 Knox Media demo reel. It's on YouTube. Go check me out. Um, oh yeah. And that's, uh, I think that's all I got. Nice. Nice. We'll go over and, and check out Knox media. He's got some incredible content. You're going to want to see it. And also go smash my follow button, uh, at how to adult TW on Facebook and Instagram. You need to do that. You need to share this content. We just learned so much about about staying in your hometown, about business, about uh, about love. We learned all the things from Colby Knox, and so this is gonna this is an incredible episode. So you're gonna want to share it to all those people that are still in their hometown. It is okay. You can succeed. It takes motivation and it takes work. With all that being said, y'all, we are going to learn how to adult together.